0: Do a podcast recommendation our own.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You haven't
2: listened to us yet, and and it don't get me wrong. The irony is not lost on me that you're listening to this episode while I'm asking if you've listened to this episode, but you should definitely be listening to more episodes. Because why not at this
0: point? Download them all, send them to your friends. Uh, in an email, say, "Hey, here's a virus. Click it," and they
2: will. They're idiots. Yeah. Your friends are idiots. You know it. I know it. You have forty million dollars that you can't get out of Liberia because the government's against you, and so you gotta you gotta unfreeze his accounts yeah. in Ashkara, okay? Yeah. And that and that that requires hundred thousand, and then and then boom, 000. he'll send you forty million dollars and download all our episodes all at once.
0: It's yeah. perfect. No, what we really want to talk about, actually, is uh, the interview podcast that we did with Michael J. Rigg from Steamrollers Adventure Podcast. That should be out now as this episode is recording, if my math is correct. If it's not, I mean, it's probably still out. It might just be a week or two before or behind.
2: I don't know. Jesus, Josh, get it fucking together. <laughs> this is this is derailing quick. Here, I'm, let me do the promo I'm falling for apart. Ladies and gentlemen... You like Dungeons, you like Dragons, we get you. We have a new segment, a new series, if you will, that definitely tickles the taint, Joshua. You're absolutely correct. And it's something spearheaded by our very own Tyson McKay. It's an interview podcast, which we're doing with all these other podcasts, which we're very good friends with guys like mike from steamrollers he's actually the very first guest that we had super fantastic conversation really interesting fievel unfiltered questions mike now has the crown we you know listen in for for the details there and then a super funny small role play which was done with mike as well as fievel also known as justin and and tyson mckay also known as josh as well as producer greg so you know you, you hop on your podcasts, and you're like, hmm, could I listen to a podcast of people playing D and D? Absolutely, but what's even better than that? A podcast about people talking about D and D. We all know that's the case. So, hop on that like button, download the interview episode with Mike from Steamroller's podcast and Copperheart, and then go over see if you like what Mike's spitting about. Okay, you know, because he spit rolled for a while on his episodes, and and I gotta say, I respect the fuck out of it. I do. <laughs> And truth be told, we've got some very interesting episodes coming up. I don't want to say who we're planning it with, just in case the episodes go terribly wrong. They get offended and we fall through. But people like Dice Girls or Adventure Roll or or what's some of the other ones, Josh, that we're looking to, to partner with?
0: Uh, it,
2: God damn it, Josh. Uh,
0: you're supposed to be ahead of this. <laughs>
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dicey D twenty. My name is Noah, Dungeon Master, and I am joined here by our players. We are going to start things off this week with Fievel Mousintrov. Fievel, you were back last episode. The fans have spoken; they hate the third name of the the Drake's Head. I'm just kidding. They spoke and they and they missed you and loved you. How are you doing, brother?
1: Good. You know, I'm been thinking about Nadia a lot, and uh, I'm ready right to head to the north. <laughs> oh God. I might need need your help.
2: No, no, I'm ready to go to the north. I'm blowing off the main quest line. True love (laughs) is in the balance here. You know what? I absolutely agree with you, Fievel. I think it's a great idea. (laughs) Son of a bitch. (laughs) We are also joined by Tyson McKay. Tyson, how are you feeling? You got a little bit of a reprieve from the mind of Tyson McKay last episode where you played Darius, the coke fiend... (laughs) mouse folk (laughs) how how was getting into character for that episode because truth be told i said you can play one of the mouse folk and then i had a name for you you said darius and then this persona which was actually kind of nice over the screen i kind of saw you immediately get into character what was that like for you
0: to be honest it was a lot easier than getting into tyson's head every week so the coked out mouse less stressful to play than tyson so there goes (laughs) that that shows you all you need to know
2: yeah, well, we, uh, you know, the results of the poll are in, and overwhelmingly, Darius is the most popular mouse folk on the podcast. How does it feel to take that crown away from Fievel? Uh, you know, expected it. Um. <laughs> You're like Robert Downey Jr. You're going to get arrested for cocaine possession and then eventually rise to stardom on Dicey D20.
0: Exactly. And then the next thing you'll see me in is one of the Marvel movies.
2: <laughs> Well, the really interesting thing, and I think we left off with this, Fievel, is that Darius has your sword of speed. (laughs) The guy took it, and he has been doing speed off of the blade and the (laughs) hilt for time now. And and I just want to know how that makes you feel, because, yeah, you met the love of your life, but you also lost your one true sword, the one that made it all make sense.
1: I don't even know if I've used it yet, so (laughs) I, I, I don't know if it's a big loss. I mean, I paid a lot of money for it, but Fievel doesn't care for money, so... I don't know. I'll, I'll find it. I'm hunting that filthy mouse down, so we'll come and meet paths once again. I'm, I'm not too worried about
2: it. Come and right. get it, Fievel. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be dope. There We're just going to have Darius <laughs> no, antagonizing Fievel at the beginning of every episode, getting him provoked.
0: Um, Can I just be a, a fever dream that Fievel has every once in a while?
2: <laughs> Absolutely. I'll have Fievel roll for fever dreams, and then you will voice <laughs> the nightmares in his head. <laughs> Well, let's do a quick recap of last episode. Who do we want to hear the perspective from, Fievel or Darius? You know, uh, maybe I've best taken, if Fievel tells us where. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've, 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 the, t-
0: I've taken too much of Fievel's light. You know, he needs it back. Yeah, Fievel,
2: Fievel. how about you give us a, a little bit of an insight into what happened last episode, and then uh, and then we can go from there.
1: All right. Uh, Start off still in Malvista, Fievel. <laughs> You know, usually distracted by a lot of things, noticed something very different, followed the scent into uh, an alleyway, and found a female mouse folk. At that point, it was kind of just awkward conversation, feels was trying to impress her, but it didn't work, obviously, and next thing you know, more mouse folk were parading up and down the streets she told me to hide i did so poorly because i just dove in a riverbed of like shit and stuff like that so that was that was nice and then we hid for a little bit but they knew we were in there i tried to be the hero and savior, her, and it kind of backfired we got into a little tussle you know, usually Fjell was the one choking out bullywogs, but in this case, I got choked out by another mouse folk, one that was amped on cocaine and God knows what else. But yeah, so I got. Catnip. Got knocked out. Cat, It was catnip. Knew it. <laughs> then I woke up. I was going to get my head chopped off, and Chopper came to save the day. We kind of had a little talk between. I guess sides and I was able to acquire the princess Nadia and uh, I forget his name what's what's the the main guy's name the general Eric yes him <laughs> <laughs> so he kind of gave me a compromise so I let them live and uh, I got the princess back she took off on her own got a little romance playing going on before she took off and now it's kind of up to me um, whether I want to fly north and see the love of my life again or go back and help my friends that have not really helped me recently
2: i mean to be honest i don't really know the story about your friends also i feel the need to say this you know first of all 300 experience points fantastic recap second of all (laughs) when you said the princess you were able to acquire her i mean she ain't your possession (laughs) well she's a strong confident woman and you just what acquired her (laughs)
0: I think you're forgetting that Fievel is a, uh, a misogynistic mouse. Yeah, also racist.
2: <laughs> Show yourself, swamp rat. <laughs> I hate your gut. Dude, I legit, and I think I did voice it for a minute there, but I really wanted some swamp rat to come out of that. <laughs> well i'll tell you what you done did here (laughs) it it was me filtering through the barrels dunce done, stopping up some fish guts but i'll tell you what we are a proud and noble people (laughs) that was a good swamp rat impression yeah thank you very much yeah i i have a a whole campaign centered around the wars between the north and the south mouse folk (laughs) very very war clans no but But that is a very good summary, and thank you very much for doing it, Fievel. Do we have any questions, comments, or concerns from our players before we begin?
0: Yeah, I think I need to know where Rogar is and what's happening with
2: him, because I miss him dearly. Okay, Tyson McKay, we are going to be starting off with you anyways, so that's good. Um, Thank God. We are ready to begin. Tyson McKay, you find yourself hurtling through time and space, being sent back by the blue heron that you met. The words that it spoke, and the voice in which it did so, in your mind, still resonate in your head. Words about your father, words about Rogar Ragnarok and his fate, and words about you as a planeswalker. Moments pass, slipping through the different planes of existence, and you find yourself reappearing. Not where you came from, but rather into the main street of the town of Traverse, sent back to safety by whatever patron or guardian brought you there in the first place. Is anyone around? I panically look around. Tyson McKay, it is the middle of the night, sometime after your encounter with the Heron, but also after your encounter with the Oni. The night is dark and full of terrors. LOL. And... (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you! (laughs) And the town of Traverse is quiet. The houses are blacked out, and there are hardly any lights here in the town. Your night vision your your thermal vision, I should say, allows you to kind of distinctly make out small bits of heat which emanate from the houses and their windows. Obviously, it's hotter on the inside, colder on the outside, and you can still see some heat glowing inside the houses from the hearths and the fireplaces, but no, it is it is the odd hours of the night and it is quiet.
0: Well, I have to find Rogar and I, uh, I look for the nearest horse.
2: Okay, you'll remember that, that you guys rode your horses, I believe, into the forest, correct? Or did you go by foot?
0: No, we took the horses to the edge of the cave. Mm-hmm. But my horse was dead, so I took, uh, what's-his-face's his horse? The main woodcutter guy.
2: Ah, good stuff, yes. Yeah, Tyson McKay, there are no horses around where you are. I gotta start running, then. I start running towards the uh, Warren's house. You could run to the Warren's house and then make your way from there if you so choose.
0: Okay, I'll start doing that.
2: Okay, fantastic. You begin to run down the trail towards the Warrens' house. But Tyson, as you approach the Warrens' house, you see uh, quite the sight. The house is lit up. There are candles inside. And while, yes, this was the site where you lost the family of the Warrens, and there is blood inside, you see Parker almost doubled over, his hand over his stomach in pain as blood drips uh, between his fingers. And you see him shepherding in. More than a dozen, 16 children from the woods. He's pointing towards the house saying, quick, children, in there. And he coughs, <coughs> with blood kind of spattering from his mouth.
0: I run up and I shout, Parker, Parker, is that you?
2: Tyson, <coughs> where, what happened to you? Where, where, where were you? <coughs> Long story. Where's Rogar? I need to see him. So Parker looks to you and his eyes look deeply into yours for a moment he then hurriedly focuses on the children for a second. He says, Quick children, inside, inside. And the last few older teenagers help carry the young ones into the house. He then walks over to you, limping pretty heavily, and puts his hand on your shoulder and he says, I'm sorry, Tyson. <coughs> I'm I'm sorry.
0: What do you mean you're sorry? Chris can- Rogar. Was he dressed I- as one of those kids?
2: Tyson, I'm sorry, he he didn't make it.
0: Oh, my god, Parker. What do you mean he didn't make it?
2: Well, you left. I, it was just the two of us against it. I was so weak, I, I couldn't even stand. I heard from upstairs and saw up that, that passageway in the back. I could, I could hear the children screaming. I could hear the Oni's conversation. He gave Rogar a choice. Save the children or save himself. He was a true knight of the new moon. But
0: but Rogar wouldn't do that. He gives up children no problem. <laughs> I don't understand.
2: The only killed him, Tyson. Rogar is dead.
0: No, and I push him off me.
2: Okay. He's, uh, a, he's actually going to fall back and he falls down to one knee because he's very weak and he he kind of s- sits there for a moment, you know, on one knee. It's not like he's sitting but rather just you know holding Holding his innards together <laughs> as he as he says I'm sorry, Tyson.
0: I I don't know what to do. I light my hands. And I, I point my
2: hands towards the <laughs> house. <laughs> you if took it, him from me You have a reason he's dead <laughs> Fireball, jets of flame, <laughs> just whole...
0: and I say Parker, where is he? He's still back at the cave. I'll go get him.
2: Tyson, you can't you can't go back and get him. You're all alone and oh, I can't help you. Not right now anyways. what Bro, Parker. I don't and the if I don't Yoni go will get him. Be, you Parker, won't make shut it. up for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying so hard to be serious, but jeez. <laughs> you make me laugh.
0: Parker, if I don't go get him, I'll be alone forever. And I can't do that again for those five minutes that I was alone when my mom died... And then Rogar came into my life and he became my new mom.
2: Tyson, I'm telling you, we have to go back. We have to send word to Malvista, get more knights here. This Oni is too powerful.
0: But Parker, I point at the kids, we have an army.
2: That is not an army, Tyson. (laughs) Those are children, some of them infants. And if we ask these villagers or even the children to raise arms against the Oni, they'll all be slaughtered. I barely made it out. Rogar couldn't beat it. And I don't think you can either. God damn it.
0: Where's everyone else? And I fire a fireball into the forest.
2: Okay, the flames uh, light up the trees as it passes them until it splashes against a, a tree. It's damp at night, so the flame smolders for a minute and then goes out. Parker says we go back to the town take the children with us get them safe and then hold up as best we can block the doors bar them up get everyone together force them into choke points you know get them in overlapping fields a fire we get some bows (laughs) we send word, send a raven to Malvisa Tyson you have to listen to me it's the only way
0: alright we gotta get the kids back
2: I'm sorry about Rogar I know he was your friend
0: I'll get him back I need you to get the kids back right now I'll guard you
2: so starting the process of getting the children out of the house and down the path towards the center of Traverse Parker leads the way with you protecting the children you know ushering them through the night and to safety and that is where we are going to end things for Tyson McKay for a moment Tyson great performance I like I like where your head's at. out, so... like. Wasn't a
0: performance, no. That was that was real.
2: This is the real raw Gary. <laughs> this is the real raw Tyson. <laughs> uh, final space. Okay, yeah. I will. Uh, I'll be handing you a thousand experience points for not a performance, but rather the pouring out of your own soul, and I appreciate it. Yeah, and but
0: I- that thousand doesn't bring Rogar back. So, fuck.
2: what's the point? Okay, take two thousand i'm I'm feeling better <laughs> <laughs> still feeling a little down, <laughs> but I do appreciate it and i and I think that was very well played. We are now moving things along to Fievel, Maentra, Fievel, Nadia, the Princess of the White Whiskers, has left, as oh. has Yurik and Darius, the generals and leaders of the Night Tales. You are alone yes. with Chomper.
1: Alright, well, since I lost my weapon, maybe maybe I'll go see if I can
2: acquire a new one. On the ground, Ow. beside the fire, there is all of your belongings, your pack, as well as your other weapons. The sword of speed has been taken by Darius and is now being used in his wild, coked-up sexual fantasies. Damn it. <laughs> Alright, I gather
1: all my things Okay, left over there. I'm gonna have to return and I'll see if I could find these goofballs and maybe we could all go help Nadia's cause up there and hope that she's the surviving tribe. So, um, yeah, I'll hop on Chomper and I'll say, all right, uh, take me back towards Malvista, but don't fly too close. I'll hop off. I don't want you to get hurt.
2: So Chomper says in his deep, vibrating, thrumming voice, Why are you heading back to Malvista? Malvista. Your friends are not there. What do you mean? I saw them leave earlier today, when you were being carted away by the mouse vermin.
1: Hmm, where did they go?
2: They headed south, on the road. I flew overhead for some time, to a small log town. There they waited, and I returned.
1: Okay, take me there then.
2: You do not wish to follow the she-mouse?
1: You know, what do you think I should do? (laughs) Because, one, one, I'm going to go back and see my friends here, and, I mean, they would just be good, like, backup, right? They're pretty strong, and you know, maybe they found more people, and I just feel we could just bring all of them to help her. Hopefully she can hold off until we get there.
2: So, the Drake's Depending on personalities, as they, you know, not many are sentient, but obviously you're bestowing sentience through magic. Chomper's a very proud drake, as many dragon can are, and he says, We need no help, you and I. We are strong. Hmm. I'm
1: not going to disagree with you. I've uh, got this pretty rockin' six-pack going on <laughs> right here, but... Uh...
2: You made a fool of yourself in front of the she-mouse earlier.
1: Yeah. Well, you got any got any tips for the old Fievel here? You know, I've been out of the game for a while. You never met Arda, but uh, I swayed her pretty good.
2: Okay, so he, you know that he has an in-depth look at your mind, and he can see, you know, you can say things, but he knows <laughs> how you feel and what the actual truth is behind the words. He says, do you fear for your friends? They left without us.
1: Yeah. They've helped me before I, I kind of met you, and I don't know, part of me, some weak side of me, just wants to make sure they're all right before we abandon them.
2: It will be months before the she-mouse reaches the valley mountain. We can go. The town is nearby, and the night is cool.
1: All right, yeah, I'll hop on and uh so yeah, yeah, fly us there, and I'll just kick back and enjoy the ride.
2: Okay, so what took Tyson and Rogar... Hours and hours to ride. And they weren't riding hard, by the way. They were kind of laxically riding on their horses towards Traverse. Only takes the great Drake 30 minutes, less, 20 minutes to arrive there. He flies very quickly.
0: Did he run into the fork in the road, though?
2: No, he he does not... (laughs) He, tra- he tracked you guys, following you along your path. Yes, the fork in the road confused the shit out of him for a while, but then <laughs> he eventually got back on track and... and like, are those goblins? Goblins? <laughs> <laughs> goblins? <laughs> are there goblins? <laughs> are there works? Are there... <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Okay. God damn it, Tyson. Take another thousand. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not going to buy your love.
0: Wrote it down already. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, so... Fievel, from up in the air in the night sky, Chomper speaks to you and says, You really like the she-mouse.
1: Hey, I mean, <laughs> yeah.
2: But what if I do? You should be focused on battle and prowess in combat. These are the things that matter.
1: <sighs> That's what I used to think when I when I was so vengeful and I
2: just wanted to murder Riav, but... I too wish to murder (laughs) (laughs) Ryov. Your anger for him Makes my blood boil
1: You know what I'm I'm glad I'm glad that My hatred of my brother Could anger you as well I feel we both fight better when we're angry
2: Which is why your love of the She-mouse is not Helpful Your (sighs) love and worry for her had me loving And worried in that fight those are not things a drake should be. Hey,
1: Kuz, bro, didn't didn't you feel a little something there? <laughs> didn't that amp you up during battle?
2: It had me worried, watching my step. A drake does not watch his steps.
1: So you're saying my emotions confuse you?
2: Your emotions flow through me, as mine do through you. That is the bond we share.
1: <sighs> All right, well, uh, I'll get her out of my head. And for now, let's focus on what we're doing, all right? Just, you know, that love at first sight, you know, it's, uh, it's tough to explain. I don't know how to explain it to you, but love at uh, first squeak. Minus 500 drink.
2: experience <laughs> points. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll take it off the thousand you kind of gave me last <laughs> time. <laughs> I'll look at him and be like, you're right. We might not even see her, so let's just focus on what's going on here. And I uh, stop thinking
2: about that. As you finish your conversation, Chomper begins to angle towards the ground and like a peregrine falcon doing a dive, you are quickly falling, flying, speeding through the air like a fighter jet experiencing, you know, G's of force. You hear in your mind the telepathy between you and Chomper as he says, We have arrived, little one.
0: Please unfasten your seatbelts.
2: Moments later... Rocketing towards the ground and flaring his wings at the last moment, the Drake lands in the midst of the town in front of a group of children being ushered to safety by Parker and by Tyson McKay. Now, Parker, you're not familiar with, nor are you familiar with the 16 children in front of you, though you are familiar with the planeswalker whose spectacles glowing bright oranges and reds stares up at you. And this is the first time that Tyson and Fievel have seen each other in a whole day. So how's it going?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I say, Tyson, do they have a prisoner? Should I sick my drake on them? There's no time for
2: jokes, Fievel. Lights begin to quickly light up around the town. Candles and torches.
0: I say, this is no time for jokes, Fievel. Where were you? You
1: guys just left. Left? You were gone. Gone! I was mouse-napped, damn it! God damn it. (laughs) Why is that funny? It's not funny. Rogar's dead, and you're here late, as usual. Hold on, let's back up a second here. You said Rogar's dead? Yeah. You're the one telling me not to say sick jokes, and here you go, telling me this shit? I'm not kidding, Fievel. Dead. Dead like a doorknob. Like a what? (laughs) Like a mouse knob. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Alright. That makes perfect sense now. What, so you just let him die? I didn't let him do anything, Fievel. I was blinked out of existence, okay?
0: And where were you? You and Dabbled Cock and his sex robot. Where the hell were you guys? <laughs> I
1: I wasn't with them.
0: Yeah, they're probably off jerking each other off instead of Roger's lying in the dirt in there. <laughs> Stop laughing so hard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but wait, how how do you know he's dead? Like you you saw him fall? No point over to Parker. That's
0: his I don't know, his eight or something like that. I don't know, he's training him or something, something stupid. Anyway he was the only one there when Roger had been attacked by the Oni and uh, sacrificed himself for the children and I point to the screaming children.
2: It's at this moment that all of the villagers and townspeople begin to come out of their homes. They all look shocked and fearful at obviously the three-headed drake less so the mouse sat upon its back. You know, he's not, not very fearful. But, but nonetheless, many of them begin to notice the children, and everyone begins to run out, mothers sobbing with joy, fathers hugging their sons and daughters, and many of them clapping their hands on Tyson McKay's back and thanking him as well as thanking the Drake and thanking Fievel.
1: Don't thank him. Don't thank me, even. Yeah, so thank- do you pledge fealty to the mouse folks? <laughs>
2: The mouse folk will rise again, <laughs>
1: <laughs> one town
0: at a time. Every time someone's tossed me on the back, I get sadder and sadder. Thinking of Roger and uh, you
2: give you four hundred experience points for the emotions you're feeling right now
0: and anger because they're thanking Fievel and he didn't do anything.
2: Hundred experience points.
0: <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I say, listen, Fievel. I don't know where you've been, but it's too. It- doesn't matter now we need you we need your drake tell me There's more an,
2: <laughs> so chomper's right head bowser the very aggressive one is snarling at children and at townspeople and they quickly become very wary of chomper the other head is passively like hanging low underneath chomper as chomper's main head turns up his large eye looking at you fievel and he says it is time for us to fight who are we
0: fighting the thing that killed roger it's a, it's an Oni,
2: which is basically
0: like a mage ogre. We'll go with that. But he's okay. built up an army, and it's coming this way.
2: So the large eye to... of Chomper blinks once more, and it says to Fievel, we will kill the mage ogre for Rogar. I
1: scream out and say, yeah, yeah, we will. Let's go kill Oni. Come on, bone me. Who are you yeah. talking to? <laughs> Wait, can I hear the drake? Or no?
2: No, no. It, the telepathic bond is between Fievel and him.
0: Could I eventually talk to the drake
2: when it gets the language? The drakes typically don't speak, though mm. one endowed in, in with sentience, which this one technically is. I mean, eventually it, it can get to the point where if it chooses to, it can project thought to others. Mm. Okay. Uh, but right now, that, that link is one that is kind of shared between Fievel and the Drake, and it's not being expressed to others. Mostly okay, so- because drakes don't choose, or dragons in, in general, don't choose to speak to pretty much just anyone, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I ask him who he's talking to. <laughs> Turn around slowly, and I say, it's- I'm talking to Baxter, <laughs> damn it! mean <laughs> <Okay. laughs> right, well, I tell Tyson, I'm like, well, where's this army coming from, and can we find a more strategic
2: place? So Parker looks to both of you and he says, we need a plan. Right now, all these people in the streets, it's chaos. If, oh gosh. Even if the old Grima bore out and hatched tonight, they probably won't come tonight, Tyson. They probably won't come here. They need time to grow stronger to prepare. They won't move in the daylight, but we can't go back to that cave the Drake will be of no use. It can't fit through.
0: You're right. I say we fight him here, though. We need we need everyone in one location when they come. I think we should get everyone to the bar.
2: Everyone in the bar could be dangerous. If they break through, they're all in one spot. They can't run. No. We should lead them to Malvista. to get them on the road. Light up the houses, make it look like everyone's here. It's smarter. It's smarter, Tyson. If they're here, they're danger. They're in danger.
0: Alright, well, you need to get some rest. Go see Thompson's wife and get yourself fixed up. And then so uh, he puts his yeah.
2: hand on your shoulder and he says, That's a good idea. We need to rest for the night and then we can get the people out of here in the morning. Sounds but good. that Oni and his Ogrima will come tomorrow night. I know it.
0: Alright, psychic Parker, get inside. As he's hobbling away, I point at Parker to Fie- and I look at Fievel and I just shake my head and go, He's fucking useless. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh. Trained by Rogar, I guess so. <laughs> well, to be fair, it was a day. It was half a day of training. <laughs> uh, I shouldn't laugh. He's dead, but you know, <laughs> it's like you don't even care. I do minus care.
2: Minus five hundred experience <laughs> yeah, I myself. think it was the, father, <laughs> the rest of the thousand. I am joking. You yeah. know that. <laughs> I need some
0: rest. It looks like you need a bit of a rest too. Let's take turns keeping watch, making sure nothing's happening, but. We Need to get these people off the streets and on, on the road to, towards Malvista.
1: Is there any like carts with horses that we could transport them in? Or I was or thinking you scare
0: them with the Drake, start flaming down the middle of the town, and they'll start running. <laughs> I of woods at night,
2: <laughs> Parker's cream, run! which was I actually lost Uh, People are just overjoyed. They're in the streets. It's late. It's at night. I mean, what would you like to do, Tyson? Is there a flame nearby? Yes, there are torches all around being held by different members of the the community. And uh, you can see all the candles lit in people's houses and torches lit on their porches. Torches lit on their porches. Dr. Seuss. Call me Dr. Seuss. I'm one fish, two fish, red fish in this bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. I want to get everyone's attention. Don't you? Do you have transmogrification or a bunch of other, there are other spells where you can like and you can make your voice louder. Yeah, I don't have that, but I can make fire. Do wild shit. Uh, Wall of flame. <laughs> 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 if we burn all their houses down, they have to leave. No, you're, I right. think you're taking this <laughs> to an extreme. I don't want to say you can't do it, so instead, I'm going to encourage you. Go ahead, all Tyson. Right. Do it.
0: No, I'm gonna fire bolt up in the air.
2: Okay, so Tyson, you put your hand in the air and with some razzle-dazzle, you launch a firebolt into the air. Everyone turns quiet and looks at you. I'm
0: prepared. Everyone, I've lost a friend today, Rogar Ragnac. He sacrificed himself for you guys and I think we need a moment of silence for him. He was my best friend and an honorable
2: fighter and I bow my head. Okay. Everyone looks very solemnly down holding in their hands what they've lost and gotten back, but then realizing that you've undergone your own loss too.
0: After a moment has passed, I look up and I say, all right, all able-bodied men and any women who feel they want to, we're going to pick up arms against the Oni, the monster that's been tormenting you guys. As for everyone else, we need you to leave the town by first thing tomorrow morning so that no one else gets hurt. We're going to move you towards Malvista with a couple armed guards and do what we can to save your town.
2: Everyone is silent for a moment, and then there are cheers through the town. As everyone claps and hoorays and cheers for you, Tyson McKay, I'm going to hand you a a cool 300 experience points for the speech made to the town. And then afterwards, as people begin to filter back to their houses, many of the men and uh, more gruff-looking women approach you, clap you on the back, shake your hand, and they all nod looking at you and, you know, saying things like, we're with you tomorrow. We're in the fight. Alright, I nod my head, but I'm very absent right now. Okay, I, I like I like where you're going with it. Everyone eventually filters back into their homes. Candles stay lit for a little bit, as, you know, families are obviously reunited with their lost children. But eventually the town quiets down again, and it's just you, Fievel, and Chomper on the street of Traverse.
0: I begin to walk Towards Fievel, and I become woozy. I think it's because I haven't slept in almost 48 hours now. <laughs> I look at Fievel and I say, Can you take first watch? I need a moment.
1: Uh, pretty tired. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Me lying on my drink while he flew here was quite troublesome. I say, No, Tyson, uh, I'm kidding. Yes, of course. I'll take first watch with uh, Chopper here. I think this is a joking matter, Fievel.
0: We could be next. That thing's a powerful piece of shit. Wait, so explain to me. You disappeared randomly? Listen, Fievel, ever since the the thing that was inside me, the slaw, that's what it was, ever since it's been inside me, my powers have been a little wonky, and I blinked out of existence. I met this thing. It was like a a bird, but it spoke to me. It talked about my father. I know it sounds
1: crazy, but... I don't know. Um, I turn, or I think to Chomper, and I'm like, "This guy's on something." Speaking of birds,
2: he's <laughs> crazy. Okay. So, birds. so I mean, if, if do you want Chomper to respond to the <laughs> to the comment that he's crazy? Because Chomper's just going to remain silent there. <laughs> he, he can say what's on his mind. He, he doesn't really have anything on his mind. His heads are watching Tyson McKay recount the tale. Drakes and other dragons like stories. Oh.
0: Yeah, so I came back here, and that's when Parker told me that Rogar had sacrificed himself to save those children. So plan A, defend the town and the people inside it. Plan B, go
1: find Rogar's body and give it a proper burial. You know, some of this doesn't line up, Tyson. What doesn't line Not long ago, Rogar gave two babies to that, that hag, you know? seemed with some ease, and now you're telling me he gave his life for
2: these little shit rats? I don't know if I'd say with ease. I mean, he kind of <laughs> tore him up a lot about that decision. <laughs> a, B, shit rats? I mean, come on. <laughs> you're not going to use the word shit rat. <laughs> you, might, you might.
0: It's fiable. I don't know. Like, yeah, apparently he gave his life up, but I'll believe it when I when I see the body. I need proof. And the only way we're going to get it is by tearing this Oni a new one and making sure that his kids wish they were
1: aborted wow Um, (laughs) what do you mean by his it's this ogre mage and he has kids
0: yeah Yeah, it's real life he had a sex dungeon where he had these ogres chained against the wall just giving it to them every day and every night until they were pregnant good for him (laughs) and for all we know Rogar could be there with them just
2: what if he's We're just, just giving, giving it to Rogo? <laughs> just his corpse getting fucked. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> that is not the way we want him to be remembered. You're cry. I don't know what this Oni's into. Yeah. I mean, Tyson, I guess you're going to have to explain to him the purpose of the sex dungeon and also what is coming because <laughs> they're not the same either and you know you you are the one the only one who heard and who understood what the intent and the idea there was because you could comprehend the oni
0: yeah so i explained it i'm like the oni impregnated the ogres which creates an ogrima which sounds like some sort of terrible offspring of oni and ogre that's supposed to be super powerful he said he bragged about "If, if, if they're more powerful than him i don't know if we can take them Fievel.
1: So if we wait till tomorrow, there's a chance that we just get destroyed by these new babies. But we can't go in there tonight because I I can't go in there without Chomper. We'll all get destroyed. I need him protecting me.
0: No, I think he's our best chance of winning. We need him.
2: Okay. So at this point, Chomper speaks to you, Fievel. And he says, I will rip the ogre mage's throat clean out.
1: And I will watch.
2: <laughs> Plus two hundred experience <laughs> points. Yes, you will.
1: Wait, Tyson, how many? How many kids are we talking here? What is an army? Uh, I think there was there were six ogres, if I recall. Okay. No, I just wanted to get some numbers down. Yeah, well, this is the most strategizing I've ever seen us do. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> what if we just like make some traps and just kind of set up like an ambush type thing for when these things get here like how, how big are they that i don't know they're were, they're were not born yet so probably not very big you're useless you know that <laughs> for enough of your nonsense time for you to go to bed and i pass out right there okay it's just like some grass or something i could throw <laughs> on them give them more
2: Sorry, sorry. he passes out on the street. It's dirt on the street. I mean, you, you can cover him with dirt if you want, but do you really want to bury another friend today? Ayo! That's <laughs> I'm talking about. Piece of shit. <laughs> Minus a thousand experience points for me. I'm sorry. When they come to me, they come to me, okay? Okay, let's take first watch. Okay. So, Fievel, you you'll take first watch with Chomper through the night, and though it is quiet, even the sounds of the forest seeming dull and uh, less vibrant than usual. You feel throughout the night as though eyes are on you. You can't see anything, nor can Chomper. Can't smell anything, nor can Chomper, but there's just this eerie feeling as though you're being watched here in Traverse.
0: Fievel, it's me!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, This sword is so dope! (laughs) Let's get out of here. Let's fly over.
2: (laughs) No, it it is not Darius... The coked up fiend mouse that is what <laughs> it is. It seems something else.
1: I mean, if I can't see it or smell it, I don't know if there's a point of doing a perception check.
2: I'm just telling you the the hairs on your back are raised. You just you feel not at ease. Okay, okay. I guess it's time for me
1: to to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, five minutes
2: into this watch and I am not liking what I am feeling it's time for me to take a quick nap (laughs) yeah you you might want to get relieved before you do so I mean it's up to you okay well so that was at the start well I'll
1: do my four hours or whatever and and I guess wake Tyson up does he only need four hours does does he need eight to get all this stuff back definitely need eight
2: you can do, uh, like, six to eight hours is a long rest, so you could give him six and he'd probably feel like he slept for a week.
1: What if I just go ask one of the villagers, I'd be like, hey, you know, I want to keep watch for these heroes.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's probably good, right? It's probably good to not have anyone with any special powers or abilities watching the town at night. I mean, you do you, man. <laughs> I leave it in your hands.
1: I mean, their screams of dying will probably wake us up, so that's that's good. Right. Right, exactly. Do it.
2: <laughs> do it, I dare you to do it.
1: <laughs> Alright. Well yeah, I'll sleep sleep to six and then swap rolls with Tyson.
2: Uh so you sleep six and wake Tyson in the dirt and uh Tyson
1: <gasps> Rogar, is that you? Yeah, it's
2: me. <laughs> that is a sick you. joke to be playing. <laughs> when you Roll find me a deception mad, check. <laughs> Yeah, so right. Tyson, you awake to see Chomper's large body uh, kind of, you know, obviously hovering over you. Oh god,
0: um, what did we do last night? Bazinga! And,
2: and <laughs> <laughs> minus another thousand for taking another <laughs> fucking TV show's line. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so Fievel, Tyson's now awake and I'll leave the dialogue and the the switching of the guard post to you guys. Oh, Tyson,
1: I, I don't like this place. I feel like someone watching me yeah there's probably
0: all the townspeople are probably watching you your drake's kind of scary man I wasn't going to tell you but everyone's what? afraid of him
2: why look how cute he is <laughs> yeah, so
1: listen. Chomper
2: looks to you Fievel and he says I am not cute little one
0: listen Fievel
1: it, if it's not the drake it's your smell you gotta do something about that at least man all come right. on jeez let me take a nap and uh I'll figure it out in the morning alright start licking myself i
2: Okay. So Tyson, you are now keeping shift and Fievel, are you just you and the Drake sleeping at the on the, on the main road of Traverse? Seems like a good spot. It's also pretty warm beside Chomper's belly, so I mean you'd probably be warm yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so Tyson McKay, you are now keeping watch and that same eerie feeling of eyes being on you persists through the night and into the early hours of the morning. I perception
0: then? check with my heat vision.
2: Even perception checking with your heat vision, you do not see any heat outlines of anyone watching you. Okay. Can I climb a house to be on top of the roof to watch over? You can. I'm going to need a dex check out of you to climb up uh, just above the porch. Uh, Seventeen successful and you can also roll hit dice because you've completed a long rest you can heal up you get all your spells you are now on top of the roof for the remainder of the watch and into the early hours of the morning when you feel that unease pass as soon as sunlight breaks over the the eastern border of the town fievel and the drake wake soon after as first light hits and people begin streaming out of their houses It seems like everyone took your advice on being prepared to leave in the morning. People have sacks and bags packed. They're not taking all of their possessions, just, you know, whatever's most important to them and whatever they need to survive for the next little bit as they begin to get ready at the outside of town, get ready to leave.
0: All right. I stand up from the roof and I look over the people as the Dark Knight does.
2: I lost my parents (laughs) and my only friend... Then I, okay, uh, everyone's Everyone's looking at you. <laughs> oh, they're all listening to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you started another speech. These people will ex- expect it by now. Oh, okay.
0: We need everyone to get out of here. Back to Malvista.
2: What happened to your voice? <laughs> says I've always <laughs> done it like this. <laughs> no, you didn't. Try to... Or I'll join the Oni. <laughs> Everyone starts to gasp in fear and horror Just kidding Settle down
1: you fucking villagers
2: <laughs> Oh my, my god <laughs> Settle down you fucking bullshit. <laughs> I'm getting a cramp in my right side <laughs> I also muted my mic for when you guys were having that conversation because I couldn't stop laughing.
1: That was a serious conversation.
2: (laughs) You were useless. You weren't there. I was useless. (laughs) Snap out of it, Tyson. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, My cheeks hurt. Uh.
0: All right. Back to it. I say. All right. Pack your stuff load up the horses, carts, whatever you need, and uh Parker, you and Fievel. are... Or...
2: So you notice that Parker is not amongst the villagers. Get up! Yeah, you you say get up, but he's he's not amongst the villagers or in the street, so he <laughs> falls on many ears, but deaf ears when it comes to Parker.
1: Alright. Tyson that he took off in the middle of the night, and he said this is hopeless. Uh, it doesn't surprise me. He seems like that kind of guy. <laughs>
2: It's not Helm's Deep. I mean, you guys have a chance. (laughs) Probably
0: sleeping in that piece of shit.
2: Limping out of the house, you hear the sound of a crutch on wood. As Parker exits, he is being helped by Thompson and his wife. And he looks up at you and he says, Good morning, Tyson. Morning, sleeping beauty. (laughs) (laughs) He is bandaged at the waist. All of his armor is off at this point. Bandaged at the waist, around the head, on the back in the leg and he is on a crutch sorry good morning mummy <laughs> <laughs> plus 400
0: experience points i feel i didn't deserve it i won't take it as
2: an archaeologist <laughs> i like mummy jokes though so. all right
0: i'll take it for that reason i say the plan is parker i'm gonna walk with these villagers you and roger are gonna fly out and uh, get some reinforcements
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: Jeez
2: <laughs> All these moments where people say his name if we could just from now on break out into tears, thats I think that's a funny bit but Marker um, stops Listen Tyson, I can lead them on foot We can send a raven to Malvista but you need to stay here and get ready If you leave, there's nothing keeping the Oni here, stopping the Ogrima from slipping away into the night. They could be anywhere within a week's time if no one's here, making sure they don't leave.
0: All right, Parker, send your raven. We need uh, as many men as they can can spare. And uh, you yourself, I mean, get rested up, but make sure the townspeople get back safely.
2: Parker looks at all the townspeople. He says, everyone... As he walks down the steps and then towards uh, his horse, he mounts it, wincing in pain as he does so. And he says, take only what you need and let's start heading to Malvista. No grumbles or moans from anyone, they all understand. Uh, they begin to follow Parker, who is leading them, uh, the lone horse at the front of the group. Do Thompson any of the remains, yeah. as does his wife, and nearly two dozen men. Oh shit, we got an army. Thompson says... Tell me, what do you need? Viva la revolution.
0: We're taking right. back my mayor, Ryberry position, by
2: force. <laughs> <laughs> we are riding to Ryberry. That is a, a two-months ride, and we are going to take that town back. We're calling ourselves the Iron Bears. <laughs> the Iron Wolves, it's derivative, <laughs> but nonetheless menacing.
0: I think we need, you know those spiky poles?
2: trenches get some some stakes stuck in the bottom of them get some walls built out of timber i mean that that shouldn't be too hard we can use the oxen but i mean they're gonna they're gonna get over i mean they're gonna get over any wall any height that we put up i think it would be best to try and funnel them i mean make an obvious few entrance points that we can watch but if we if we raise walls around the whole town i mean they could filter in from anywhere
0: well, listen, Thompson, you know the easiest ways to get in and out of this, the town. Uh, I'll leave finding out the the points of entry to you. Take as many of the men as you need, and uh, let's get started.
2: He looks to you, and he says, I don't know what we're dealing with here exactly, Tyson, but if we block off the entrance and the exit to the main street here, it's fairly wide, and the houses on either side are built up, there's no alleyways through Well, we could have men posted on on all the tops of the houses and porches we could have men in the street as well and then you know if we block off one side pretty good make the other side a few pits stakes in them build the walls up i mean we can make one solid entrance point but what what is it that we're dealing with here i mean will they fall for that
0: i mean i don't think he will he's the uh The main one, but the younger ones might. They're not very old yet, so they might fall for a trap or two. And, I mean, any one we can take out makes it easier for us.
2: Okay, so Thompson begins to direct the men with loud shouts. He says, Bring lots of logs and timber, and let's get any of the women who remained building and uh, sharpening stakes. Get some men digging pits here and here, he says. And then he says, And you, and he points to uh, one of the younger lads. He says, I need you making torches. We're going to need a bunch of them. And any oil. Any oil from any of the, the tanners. Any oil from any of the stores. I want that all here. We're going to light these fuckers up.
0: Say that's my specialty. And I wink at Fievel. I What's going on? I grow up
1: disgust and I'm <laughs> don't you ever do that to me again. And I, I look do. to one of the, the kids and I say, you... Give me a Kids are of-
2: gone. They are walking away. They've been walking away for time now. Drake, chase one of them down. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Chomper's big eye looks at you again, and he says, You speak foolishly ever since you met the She-Mouse.
0: <laughs> it's been long before that. Oh, I don't understand him, but I wanted to comment
1: that. <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to take the mind off the battle that's about to come uh, that's, it's tough I think I need a wheel of cheese or something just to get me relaxed
2: okay so uh, the women bring out food and drink for all the men who are doing most of the work you see many of them in a line they've kind of got like a production line and assembly line going for steaks which they are uh, sharpening these long thin and m- most of them some of them from just branches but others from actually worked wood The men are digging pits at the entrances to either side of the street, and oxen are carting large logs, which are being built up into walls, which cordon the street off. Other younger boys are wrapping torches and getting them prepared for the evening, and are carting over supplies. Any types of axes, saws, blades are being created and made into makeshift weapons, and this work goes on through the day. At a halfway point during the day, one of the women comes up to Tyson McKay, and Tyson, she offers you a loaf of bread and a hunk of meat, and she has a uh, a flask of ale, which she gives to you, and she says, I'm sorry about your friend. What was his name?
0: His name was Rogar Ragnak.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, I, I fuck me, I thought you were going somewhere with that, but... Uh, <laughs> She, she curtsies to you and she says, I'm sorry for your loss.
0: Thank you. I appreciate the food.
2: Why do you wear those strange glasses?
0: They help me see in heat vision. I see heat signatures better with these on.
2: So uh, now that you look at the girl more closely, she appears very fair, probably a daughter of one of the loggers. She's wearing, you can't tell because you see in heat signatures, but she's wearing a, a white dress with a frock in the front and her hair is tied up in a bun. She says, "Well, it was it was nice to meet you."
0: "Yeah, thank you. What's what's your
2: name?" "I'm Isabel."
0: "Nice to meet you, Isabel. Thank you for the the food and for your respects. And uh we'll do what we can to keep your your town safe."
2: "Thank you. And try and keep my father safe too."
0: "I'll do my best."
2: Throughout the day, some of the men I the Drake Oddly as well. You know, they've never seen a, a Drake this close before. But one of the women eventually comes up to you, Fievel, and she ha- has a hunk of cheese in her hands. Oh. She says, I don't know if this is proper of me, but is this something that you care for?
1: See so that? Let me take that off your hands. And <laughs> I... <laughs> yeah, I just started going to town on this, this cheese, and I I look up and I say, Got any more of this? I, I do. Would Would you like some? Yes, please. Oh, yeah. This is the okay. stuff, and I just started rubbing it all over my body.
2: <laughs> Chomper says, Very strange indeed, since the sheep house.
1: <laughs> cheese makes me do weird things.
2: You know she is a princess, and you a lowly mouse. Do you really think she'll like your sexual attractiveness to cheese? <laughs>
1: It'll just be an exposure thing for her, and if
2: she... <laughs> it'll just be an exposure thing. <laughs> Expose myself to her. I'll bring cheese into the bedroom, and it'll be <laughs> food sex that we have.
1: Swiss has holes. Oh, out. Okay.
2: <laughs> we need a We need a t-shirt that says Swiss has holes. All right. So, the day carries on. Midday, and then afternoon. And soon, dusk and evening evening approach, and the town has been transformed into a veritable fort. There are large log walls which extend from either side of the street and make a small, narrow opening of no more than about 10 feet for whatever prospective intruders to, to enter through. Then, for nearly 30 feet on either side of the street, from the wall... Towards the inner part of the street, there are a series of different traps. These are, are all essentially pits, which have been covered with branches and loose leaf, and they have also been uh, had some dirt showered over them. Underneath these and at the bottom of these pits, there are stakes, which are obviously sharpened and ready for whatever kind of trespassers to fall through. But the men have made smaller, half height walls, so they're they're only up to about the waist, and made of smaller logs, which are behind these open areas with the the pits in them, so no one obviously runs out into the pits. And dusk quickly approaches, followed by the early hours of the evening. Is there anything that you guys would like to do?
0: Uh, just prep my spell list. I want to become attuned with those boots
2: as well. Okay, so you spent most of the day attuning to the boots. Anything that you'd like to have spent the day focusing on Fiavel. Can I get attuned to my Wraith's cloak? Yeah, you can spend eight hours getting attuned to the Wraith's cloak. Awesome, let's do that. Okay. And and anything uh, else that you guys would like to do?
1: It seems like their weakness is light, so I think if I talk to Chomper and get him to like light up a couple spots from like I don't know the nearby forest, just kind of. I don't want to say set it ablaze because I don't want to start a forest fire, but...
2: Well, that will definitely do that. <laughs> Timber are these people's livelihoods. You know what? It's, it's your livelihood or your life, so... <laughs> no, <laughs> they're all, they're so all like gone. Like the forest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you burned uh... it all. Burned it all to
2: hell. <laughs> no, I'll just stick with the uh, attunement then. So hours pass into the night until overhead with not a cloud in the sky a full moon rises over the forest and over the town of traverse there are men posted on all the rooftops men posted behind the small barriers which lie in front of the traps and in front of the the large barriers and walls which have been put in place the women are hidden inside the homes and fievel if you would like you can be on the ground with the men or you can be up in the air circling the town it's up to you I think me in a uh, chomp will circle the skies okay and tyson anywhere that you'd like to be up on the walls or up on the the rooftops
0: yeah i'll be up on a rooftop i'll levitate up onto a rooftop this time
2: you are not attuned to your boots yet i mean you're trying what the fuck yeah hours right. toward hours go towards attunement and then eventually you become fully attuned
0: Well, then, fuck me, eh? Uh... (laughs) All right, then I'll just, you know, like a peasant, I'll climb up
2: onto the rooftop. Once you're on the rooftop, time passes before it reaches near midnight, the moon full in the sky without a cloud in sight. Crawling out from the forest, there are multiple figures, Tyson, which you can make out with their heat signatures, and Fievel, you and Chopper kind of see them as well. They skulk on the outskirts of the town you can see them make their way between alleyways behind houses they flit into sight and then out of it very quickly and you, they, you can never see them for long soon though you see multiple individuals climbing up on houses they're not at the, the main street yet but running across the, the rooftops leaping from one to the next uh, seemingly levitating in between their leaps they make their way And you see six individuals at different points around the town. None have encroached on the barrier that you and the townspeople have set up yet. In Fievel, you can see multiple individuals as well. Four, five, six, maybe more, you're not sure. Booming out from the forest, from an undisclosed location, a voice carries on the night's air. It speaks in a tongue that all can understand this time. And it speaks to Tyson McKay. I killed your friend. Yes, I did. And what? You think your draconic and your mouse-like friend can stop me? The Ogrima are born, aged to perfection. They are ready, and you and your walls of wood, your stakes you have made, and your oil cannot stop me.
0: I light my hands, and I say, this one's for you, Rogar. Anything
2: that you'd like to say, Fievel, or are you just go. Gonna- <laughs> gonna hang up there. I'm just gonna hang out, yeah. <laughs> can't can't <talk> bad. <laughs> okay, I like what Tyson said. Tyson McKay, I'm gonna hand you uh, 500 experience points. Okay, so Tyson McKay, you say this one's for Rogar, and this is gonna be fun. Your hands lit up in flame. The Drake uh, lets out a crackling roar overhead as Chomper gets ready for battle, and the townsfolk kind of grip their weapons tightly, somewhat unnerved by the maniacal voice that they heard carrying over the winds but nonetheless ready to defend their homes the battle is set the pieces are in place and we will find out next time what happens to Tyson McKay and to Fievel Mazentrov
0: we're not going to end up like Rogar fuck that guy <laughs>
2: <laughs> he was weak minus from the beginning minus a thousand experience points You will not talk about him like that. (laughs) Which reminds me of one of my favorite Rogar moments (laughs) where Parker's like, do you even know what it is that you're doing? (laughs) Don't talk to me like that, (laughs) Parker. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the Dicey D20. Whether it was morning, evening, noon, or night, I'd like to say thanks so much for listening to the Dicey D20. This is your DM signing out. This is Tyson, sad Tyson, I should say,
0: signing out. We hope Rogar went to heaven, but we know he didn't.
1: <laughs> Definitely went to hell. Sure. <laughs> He's he given those babies up. He screwed himself over. He didn't have to do it. Yeah, you can't live a life of sin and apologize at the but end. You thought sparing all these people from the town would, like, equal that out? No, Bullshit. Idiot. Yeah. Dumbass. <laughs>